Welcome to Sharing the Word. I'm your host, Dr. Driver. We are continuing our lesson on Ecclesiastes. We're starting in chapter 2 today. And as we have heard in the previous episodes, the background to the book of Ecclesiastes comes from King Solomon, David, King David's son. In chapter 2, we start off with a very intimate opening. He says, I thought in my heart, come now, I will test you with pleasure to find out what is good, but that also proved to be meaningless. Now, I want you to take a moment for a second and say to yourself, what is important to my heart? Is it your family? Is it your job? What's important to you? So King Solomon is really reflecting what's important. He shows that mere pleasure cannot just give complete meaning or satisfaction because everything in our heart that we hold true to our own being, what's important to us, could be meaningless. That's what he's saying. It could be very meaningless. Pleasures of life. Because again, the whole message really comes down to we are here today and gone tomorrow. Now, before I start to expound upon what he's saying, let me remind you that this is not a doom and gloom book. It's just something to read in your arsenal of faith walk or to read the books of the Bible so you can reflect, meditate, and have a life that is pleasing to God. Solomon to me is saying, if I'm going to put myself in his shoes, he says, I thought in my heart, come now, I will test you with pleasure and find out what is good. But then he goes on in the second sentence and he says in verse one, but that also proved to be meaningless. Listen to me, it's what is important in your heart. If vacationing is more important, if your car is more important, if your house is more important, if a person in life is more important, those things are meaningless, is what he's saying. And we already know that God is a jealous God, and we cannot put anything more or above God. You can't love those things more than God, then that's idolatry. So he's saying, look in your heart. Here's what he's saying. Look in your heart and ask yourself, what is more important to you in your heart? If it's not God, listen to me, if it's not God, but those things give you pleasure, they're meaningless. Doesn't that make sense for you? If you have things in your heart that are not of God, that's not God himself, then those pleasures of life, as he's saying, 
are meaningless. He says in verse 2, laughter. Laughter, I said, is foolish. And what does pleasure accomplish? So it's almost sounding when you when you hear it, when I hear it, it's like, what's the point of having fun? <laughs> what's the point of having pleasure? What's the point of having anything good? Because it's all meaningless. You're probably saying, yeah, that's what it's saying. No. Solomon is the richest man in the world. More than the Amazon leader, more than Bill Gates, more than whomever it is that we deem the richest person in our, in our world at this time. Life is meaningless without God. Life has no pleasure without God. When you think about it, laughing, we're laughing at what? The things of this world that give us pleasure. Those things can be meaningless or foolish. Because you can laugh at all the great things your family members do, your kids, your grandkids, but then there comes sorrow. They do something foolish, right? So when you're laughing and having a good time, it's not going to last forever. There's going to be good days, bad days, happy times, sad times, sickness and health. So Solomon is saying, look at everything that you find pleasurable in your life. They don't last. They don't last. So he's trying to give us some hope and understanding that you can still enjoy the pleasures of this world, but at what cost? Because they're foolish, they're meaningless, they're all going to pass away one day. And we'll get into chapters where he kind of now gives you... Um, an epiphany of life. He's going to probably get to the point. Now, he's not probably. He will. He will tell you, look at life. You're going to say, ah. So when you get to chapter 7 or 8 or 9, you're going to start going, now he's building up to something here. And I'm here to tell you, I'm not a person who doesn't enjoy life. I, I enjoy my life. Regardless of what circumstances I've been through or what is circling around me from loved ones to unloved ones to, to bosses to bad bosses to good friends to some people that life there's chaos in the street there's pandemics there's virus all those things is in your life but again those things also are passing away I, I just want you to understand those things are passing away but you have to look at things in a perspective. And that's what Solomon is saying to you. He goes on, he says in verse 3, I try cheering myself with wine and embracing folly. My mind, my mind is still guiding me with wisdom. I want to see what was worthwhile for men to do under heaven during the few days of their life. This is profound, friends. Listen to me. This is very profound. He's telling me, uh, this is the good news. He's still telling me after he's reflecting on all his life, 
Maybe he's older. Maybe he's in his 70s. Maybe he's, I don't know how old he is right now. It doesn't say in the the commentaries how old he is. But he's saying, I have acquired, I have amassed, I have all these things. And yet I'm wondering, what is it all worth? I have children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. I have horses and I have palaces and I have riches and gold and all these things under heaven. Then he says, I try cheering myself up with all the things I've acquired. Maybe I'll take a ride in my bike. Maybe I'll go drive around the, you know, the shoreline. Maybe I'll, I'll go out and take myself to dinner somewhere. But he says, trying to cheer himself up with wine or with, with something, he says, what, what, what have I acquired? What, 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 what's it doing for me? It's still embracing folly. So then he goes, my mind is still guiding me, though. It's guiding me with wisdom. See, some people are being guided with an immature mind. Some people are being guided with a very perverted mind. Some people are being guided with a mind that's full of hate. Some people are guided with a mind that's filled with unforgiveness. Some people are guided with a mind that's all about me, myself, and I. But Solomon is saying, I have lived this life and I am still embracing what I'm going through. Even though it could be folly, it is folly, but my mind is guiding me with everything I have with wisdom. So I want you to start wondering in your life. Wonder what's guiding you. Ask yourself, is it based on your child? Is it based on your bad experiences, your good experiences? These are the things that will determine, is your life foolish? Chasing after the wind. Meaningless. I wanted to see, he says, what was worthwhile for men to do under heaven during the few days of their lives. Nobody knows. Nobody knows the day or hour of our death. Unless you want to be those kind of people that want to take their life, sad as it may sound, people do. But my point here is we have an allotted time to live. And you can't live in fear. You can't live in a protective bubble thinking that you can extend your life by avoiding life. You can't. Because you don't have any control of the days, the hours of your life. You may think you do, but you do not. So Solomon is saying, I'm looking to see what is unique. What is, what is worthwhile that man does under heaven that would benefit him. That would be something that I could say, yeah, I want to do that. He says in verse 4, I undertook great projects I built houses for myself and planted vineyards. I made gardens and parks and planted all kinds of fruit trees in them. I made reservoirs to water groves of flourishing trees. Verse 7, I I, I bought male and female slaves and had other slaves who were born in my house. I also owned more herds and flocks than anyone in Jerusalem before me. I amassed silver and gold for myself and the treasure of kings and provinces. I acquired men and women singers and a harem as well. The delights of the heart of man. I became greater by far than anyone in Jerusalem before me. In all this, my wisdom stayed with me. In all this, my wisdom stayed with me. Here, 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 this is why I get excited. Listen to me. When you take an inventory of your life, 
When you take an inventory of all the things you have done, the projects you've had, the jobs you've had, all the accomplishments or promotions in your life, the houses you bought, the cars you bought, all those things, all those things you've done in comparison to Solomon. Can you at the end of the day say, but in all this, godly wisdom stayed with me? If you can't answer that question with godly wisdom stayed with me, then everything you have done, listen to me, has been foolish and a waste of time. God is the God of wisdom. God gives wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If you acquire all your successes based on, look at me, I went to college. Look at me, my parents left this for me. Look at me, I've done this, I've done this, I got this, I have this. Look at all that I have. If you can't now look at your accomplishments as given to you by the hand of God, and wisdom of God is with you, then everything you have acquired, amassed, is foolish. It is meaningless under heaven. That's what Solomon is telling you. So to me, the pursuit of righteousness, the pursuit of holiness is what I live for. So if I can acquire more businesses, more cars, more money, having silver and gold, having a big 401k, I can say, look at me, look at me, I'm 67 years old, I can retire, ooh, I got all this. But if all that you say you have is because of you and not God, then it's all, listen to me, it's all meaningless. Nothing new under the sun. But praise God that Solomon is now saying, in all this, my wisdom stayed with me. And his wisdom came from God himself. So I want you to understand everything that you have amassed in life. To some, you got a lot. To others, yeah, you're getting by. But do you at the end of the day say, praise God, I move I, I live and move and have my being because everything I have is because of God. If you keep saying it's because of you and everything you got is because you see it as a human um, accomplishment or reward, then everything you now have is meaningless and it will not last forever. And maybe, maybe as well, those things that you call a success Maybe everything you call success is because you think it's going to live eternity. You think it's going to surpass eternity. You think you can take it with you. Friends, wake up. Everything you have is going to be left behind for someone else to enjoy. That's why everything's meaningless except for living for God. Let me, let me say this. Now, I'm, I have a lot of colleagues that I know that are very wealthy. I have, I have friends that have millions of dollars in their bank account, millions of dollars. They are now getting to that age when they say, what happens to all that I have and who's going to benefit from it? They make decisions where it's going to go. Solomon's doing the same thing. I bought, I built, I bought. He says, I built, I bought. <laughs> I acquired, <laughs> I made reservoirs, I did this, <laughs> I have slaves who have slaves, I have employees who have employees, I own businesses that people have their family and their friends work for me. I acquired 
uh, a, a singing group. I, I, I bought a band and I bought a bris. And look at everything he had. You're just going to go, well, that's his stuff. No, look at your stuff. And now ask yourself, who's going to benefit when you're not here? But if you could take to the grave your wisdom, then you did good. If you could take to the grave your salvation in God, you did good. If you could take to the grave that you lived and pleased God, you lived by faith, you lived in obedience, then take that to the grave. That's good because your rewards, listen to me, your rewards are in heaven. So Solomon is saying in verse 10, Listen, he says this. I denied myself nothing my eyes desired. I refused my heart, my heart, no pleasure. My heart took delight in all my work. And this was the reward for all my labor. Yet when I surveyed all that my hands had done and what I had toiled to achieve. Now he's thinking about everything he has done. And remember, he, he's the king. He says this. Everything was meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Nothing was gained under the sun. Now, what I love about Ecclesiastes, let, let me tell you, this is, this is just how Dr. Driver thinks at times. Here's what I think. You can be a person living your life, be low income, middle income, high income, be rich as rich as, as rich can be. But everything, as he's saying, everything in life has has meaning to no meaning, meaning it means good. It, it, it's good that you have those things. It is, but, but remember, everything you have in perspective is meaningless because there's nothing new. Everybody has done what you have done. Everything that you have acquired in, in a different lifespan or a different time period, people have acquired and have achieved the same kind of success and so on. We all have these things, my friends. Listen to me. But again, it's all meaningless. This is just what life is. You live on this planet. You have to work and toil. The curse of the garden, Adam and Eve sin. So we have to toil and work, sweat of our brow to just survive, to take care of our families. And yet then we, we get sick, we die. I mean, that's life. The circle of life. But in your circle of life, do you have the wisdom of God, the love of God guiding you? If so... As you will get into the next few chapters, then everything's good. But everything that you now seem important, it's very important to you to have these things of the world that you have amassed, that you have acquired, they are meaningless. Because I'm here to tell you, they do go away. You went from preschool to <laughs> first grade and middle school to high school to college and after college, you get where I'm going. Those things have passed away. They're gone. You achieved. You evolved. You, you now made it to the next level. So I want you to see that Solomon is really getting into some serious information here. And before we finish this chapter in our next episode, we're going to go into depth and wonder why wisdom and folly are also meaningless. Because as we learned in the first chapter, you can get a headache with all the wisdom you have and have a lot of grief because of all the knowledge you have. So I want you to tune in next week as we finish on chapter 2 of Ecclesiastes.
Thanks for listening to Sharing the Word. Join me again as we discuss Bible topics that will help you live a victorious life through Jesus Christ.